0: you doing this work to facilitate growth or to become famous which
1: is more important i fuck with what y'all got
2: going on and what y'all represent you know what i'm saying
3: we want people to leave greater than they came we want people to leave with an aha moment
2: Cause black people don't like going to therapy right y'all made therapy cool yeah. and you got an elder on social media talking about relationships like that's not something we see all the time in the content of it, you know what I'm saying? Basically, address a lot of issues that, you know what I'm saying, our community got toxic traits, you know what I'm saying, past trauma, and it ain't shoved down your throat in a, in a you know, politically correct way, you know what I'm saying? there's a lot of scrolling. If I can go to Shade Room, I can go to Full
0: Circle TV. You know everything come full circle. I just so
4: love she come full circle and I can never let that my circle
3: no. right now. Welcome back to another episode of relationship goals the podcast where our goal is to encourage our listeners to do the work be able to have those hard conversations and cultivate healthier relationships. Relationship Goals, the series, is a series created by Full Circle Television, featuring people in romantic, familial, and platonic relationships, opening up about the joys and tests of their relationships and how they navigate through life. This week, we are talking friendships, y'all. Join us and our besties as we sit down with Shay, Envy, Marcus, Tyson, Eddie, Louis, Stephanie, and the Ebony's, as they talk about how they met their bestie.
4: We got the magic happening. Girl, the feeling is great, and I'm loving it. Hey, we got the magic happening. Everything that we need, everything that we pay, girl, the magic's happening. And the feeling is great, and this feeling is great, girl, the magic happening. it was Ultra lounge and uh i was really there i was there because dj snack daddy was supposed to do uh a fashion show for me he was going a dj fashion show i never heard of him i never listened to him so i said all right let me go check him out i'm in there like real low incognito i just grabbed me a bottle of water i'm standing off to the side and i'm listening to dog and he DJing. and out of nowhere it's just like is you drinking water and i'm like ah, what <laughs> Like, you, you look like a pussy. Is you drinking water? I'm like, oh, who is this person? I turned around and I'm like, I know who she is because my people know her. And I'm just like, Man, what is you on? Like, yeah, I'm drinking water. I'm, just, I'm here on business. You know what I'm saying? She's like, no, you look like a pussy. Like, so after a at couple of up. shots.
5: <laughs> shots up.
4: And that's how I kind of started after that.
5: Yeah, and then from there, we just went from, you know, just seeing each other speaking and... Then we started doing business together so he printed out my first i didn't know what shirts it was at the time probably it was wasn't it? who it was seth crosstalk i think it was like real
4: talk something or was it some real talk
5: stuff? yeah it was some real talk
4: stuff yeah probably something like it, they were
5: so weak but yeah you start printing those and um from there it just blossomed and then from yeah, it just went yeah. so yeah so our friendship really really blossomed from business outside of us outside of me talking trash to him in the club um it went from i think that is what broke the ice yeah. and that set the foundation for our friendship because now every time even today it's not right that we're not ribbing each other yeah. or talking trash to each other um he still prints for my priority brand um even though
4: like you yeah. gonna leave here and go print which is uh unfortunate so Oh, Sundays
5: sure. are print days, but you know we print weekly and I think um, we we've, we've grown closer because um, I'm hands-on in the process. So I'm yeah, there so. with him. I'm folding shirts. I'm sorting shirts and then through that time We're just like This is my
4: yeah.
5: Ace cocoon.
4: Yeah, she there. Not, I mean it's more a necessity like if she not there She know like once I'm tired. I'm gone, and then she'll be like no. We still gotta do this. So We end up finishing more
5: I need to get it done. We yeah. leave until we done. <laughs> Unless I look at him, and his eyes are red and right. he looks really tired and I'm like, Okay. Oh, look, it's he, over if, for tonight.
4: The minute I stop ribbing stuff and I start being nice, then she'd be like, I think you tired, it's time to go. <laughs> like as soon as as soon as she sees me like in my attitude or something change, it ain't like, usually a bad way, it's just when I'm tired, I'm just like, All right, I ain't got the energy to rib her about this. I don't feel like going to hoop uh, with her. I none of that ass, so shit. I'm just like, all right, we don't get it done. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I really started, though. Besides that, I mean, um, like, we do print, and then, you know what I'm saying, if we get tired doing that, we go Hoopa Hustle real quick. <laughs>
5: <It's> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> and he can't even be me. Why he you keep bringing up Hoopa?
3: Yeah, okay, well, we definitely met 15 years ago, and
6: Shay could probably tell you this story a little better than I could, considering
3: she was the bad guy, I was the angel. How dare her. So 15 years ago, we both have little babies, and we go to our kids go to the same daycare. But the reality is, is what I didn't know is that Envy knew me from high school, but I didn't know Envy. Yeah. I went to Riverside. She had a short stay at Riverside. Like two months. <laughs> but you know how you teach other cute <laughs> girls? Like, I could probably be friends with her. <laughs> so I seen her. I said she needs to wax that unibrow, but I knew, I knew, I knew you were gorgeous, like under under, under. So fast forward to adulthood. Um, so one day or for weeks leading up to this day, I have been going in daycare like who is this baby mom? So I had a son, she had a daughter, but they were only weeks apart, and I mean two weeks apart. But I kept looking at this baby because the baby looked like my baby and I kept trying to figure out if my kid's daddy had a baby I didn't know about that lived in the neighborhood kind of a situation. But every time we would go, I would go into daycare, they would say, your niece is here. Your sister just I well. walk out. Your sister was just here. And you know how you hear people, but you don't hear people and you don't really want to indulge in what they talk about. So you just... Because <laughs> she don't got a sister and neither do I. I, I mean, I have sisters, but... But not... not like that so we're just like who is they talking to is what i kept thinking on this particular day though i walk into daycare i'm playing with her baby hey cute little baby blah 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 i don't put this baby in my son's snowsuit, car seat we drive home i do my normal routine i literally i take the baby out of the car seat the first thing i do is change the diaper Change the diaper. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Remind you, like, I got a son, so I changed the pamper and I'm like, oh snap. I pick up my phone and I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, hello, daycare. Um, I got the wrong baby. They like Miss McCullum Randall right here. I said, I know. I just left y'all. <laughs> she said, oh my God, can you please bring her baby back? She on her way. Oh my I was tired, y'all. I was all <laughs> the way on 124th and Capital in banking. So y'all not dealt with ignorant people all day. So I pull up to the daycare. She walking in before me, y'all. My heart is beating so fast that I got this girl baby in my car seat. But she got to pick up her bigger baby. So boom, now this my cue. I run in the infant room. I undress her baby and all of this. And I put her baby back in the bed. And then she come through the door and I stop her and I'm like, um, <laughs> I need to tell you something. And, um, I just took your whole baby home with me on an accident. This fool, though, she don't say <laughs> nothing. This is what she do. She go, since you cute, I'm going to let you slide. Swear to God, we've been friends since that day. <laughs> <laughs>
6: we have not missed a day with each other since that since very day. day. So we've been friends since oh, 07. 13 years. <laughs> okay. Um, we met at Curls for Teen Girls. It was a team program. Um and whew, she was the more outgoing one. I was kind of like the shy I talk but she was like outgoing like she messed with me a little bit like got me out of my little shell. And um, that's where it all started.
3: So it was about 13 years ago. Um, we were both freshmen in high school and we were a part of Girls for Teen Girls. Um, I've always been kind of like a relatively popular person. So then when I saw Ev, like, she's always been very humble, like, very soft-spoken. I was just like, ooh, she corny. So let me go ahead and, like, you know, link up with her and pull
6: that, like, fierceness out of her. So that's how it all happened. I think it was a group discussion. Like, we used to have, like, we would be in a circle, and we would have group discussions. And I don't know, like, what triggered it. Um, but I think it was just more of a, I was like a little standoffish and she was just kind of like, like she said, like she corny. (laughs) (laughs) I would say like, we didn't become actual, like an actual best friend unit. I would say until Brielle was born, that was 2014. We always looked at each other as sisters. Like in girls, we, everybody, we call each other sisters. So we've been sisters. And then when I had my first, no, I say before Brielle because I was bragging on you and everything during like your Delta experience. Yeah. My best friends at Delta. Hey, what <laughs> <you're talking laughs> <about>? but <laughs> but I um I would say our college years. Yeah, it was our college years where we were like, okay, this is my best friend. Everybody knew Big Ed, Little Ed, but it was like that was my best friend during college like yeah
3: i would say we ran in the same circle from like 07 to 2014 so for seven years but what really put a stamp on us as best friends is when I just kind of stepped up to the plate and became Brielle's godmother. You know, like, Ed would be kicking it. You know, just to have some free time as a mother. And I just always step up to the plate. If it wasn't for Brielle's, you know, grandmother or anybody else in her family who was taking care of her, I was right there staying the night with my baby. Like, she was really my Church. baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it was. Yeah. It
6: was, it was and exactly. then I think, like,
3: as the years kind of went by, like, people just kind of started weeding themselves out. And it was just us at the top. So um
2: when I met Eddie I was probably I was probably like uh 15, 16 years old when I met Eddie. Um I met I actually met Eddie through Tyson. Um I met Tyson probably about the same age, 15, 14, 15. I actually was introduced to Tyson um through a girl that I was dating at the time. That was her, her brother or whatever. You know how that shit go, but um, <laughs> she introduced me to Tyson, and um, we kind of clicked, like, ASAP. And um, like I say from there, man, we was kicking it. Uh, met Eddie one day. I don't know what we was doing, but we was walking around on the east side. Um, he introduced me to Eddie. And we went, um, where did we go to Applebee's? I think we did yeah. we walk to the grand or caught the bus to the grand or something oh, like that. Yeah. Bro, I think bro. we caught nineteen, bro. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we caught the bus to the grand and uh we went to Applebee's to watch the duck contest. And um shit, that was when I met Eddie, man. It was it was lit. It was cracking. Uh
0: I would say when I met Marcus well, it was the same day, obviously during the dunk I, 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 I don't remember the age, uh, but uh, yeah, I met Tyson in middle school, and we were what, like seventh grade, sixth, seventh grade. Uh, we had we had a lot of BS going on. We we, we ran our little gang, BFL, you know, and that we kind of clicked from there, you know. And uh, He used to walk me home from school because I was scared on the east
1: side. So if I missed the bus, bro, I'll take you to the crib, bro. Just walk with me.
0: So, you know. Right. And it kind of went from there. Uh, but yeah, then uh, Marcus. But, you know, one thing with Marcus, because, you know, we met that time. And then it was a span where we uh, didn't see each other for a while. Yeah. After high school, we seen each other at Picassay. Specific. Yeah, I, I remember it was either tacos or nachos. It was tacos, tacos. So. Yeah, we I seen them uh, walking through Pigasay. We called, you know, caught each other's numbers, and from there it was on. We were we were we were grown at that—not grown, but out of high school, and yeah, it was cracking since then. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. Well, y'all know when we
1: met because they just told y'all. So we've been brothers since day one. Uh, me and Mark, like he said, we met through a young lady, um, and he was at Marquette, and he was gonna transfer to Riverside. Um, and at the time, I was kind of smart, so I had the AP classes. So we had what was that chemistry? A-A-P. We had chemistry together, um, and I would cheat off of his work, cause he was like, "Look out for me, like bro, I got you." You know what I'm saying? And then we just kind of went from there, uh, bro. Then man, everything else was. It was a rap like we connected on music he loved music i told him he should have been a dj but he didn't take it serious um but just like music he ain't really i'm a gambler he ain't really gamble but marcus i feel like we kind of like like we ain't really the ones that's gonna get out here and just be fighting and acting a fool however we can go there like you remember that time at the the gang mm-hmm. and you snatched dude up. It was like I know you ain't getting bucked. You know what I'm saying? Like like we would go there if need be, but like Eddie I feel like Eddie is more so even though he laid back he a two-piece you real quick You know what I'm saying with no hesitation where we kind of gonna be like no, bro Like let's just wait a second. Let's try to figure it out. Let's be peaceful um, But Eddie I think uh, we connected one we was both off the east side uh he was more east than I was at the time. Um, <laughs> he was like true east and I was just like living on the east side. Uh but he just kinda we took each other in. He took me in, his family they took me in. I can go over there and get some rice and I don't know what the little pocket yeah. things was called but, yeah, little, uh, pocket
2: things, but <laughs> yeah, little
1: pocket. <laughs> that, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, oh, there you go. Man. Like and then um you know he used to come by the crib but we used to just chop it up about, you know, I tried to play basketball, Eddie could hoop, he was on the team, you know what I'm saying, and he would at least pass me the ball sometimes, you know, middle school and then high school, we just kind of kept it going, we all went to Riverside for a second, then Eddie, uh, you know, he just left us, and then after that it was over, but that's pretty much what, 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 what kind of drew me to them, like they were still, they was good dudes, and I think I grew up in church, my mom used to tell me about watching who I kick it with, but I seen something in them that made me be like, yo, these can be my friends forever, you know what I'm saying? And so, I just kind of rocked with them, just because, like, these was the guys that I caught, and I was just like, hey, we gonna rock it out, and we did, so.
3: So, after the whole daycare situation, I really believe that we connected on just a parent level first, right? because I was a single parent at the time. I had just broke up with my daughter's dad and she was still in a relationship, but it wasn't quite what it was supposed to be. So I think it was just one mother looking to another mother like, hey, whoo, girl, save me, <laughs> like, hey, I need some friendship. I need to be out of this relationship. I'm going through this or I'm going through that. And then plus you cute, I'm cute. Our kids is the same age, like, hey girl, what up? And I think we really did vibe it's, It sounds so cliche I really think we vibed Because we was pretty And that's the honest to God truth Like I don't even know how to tell you that Because sometimes people just don't know How to deal with you when you have a, self or a Certain level of confidence Mm-hmm. it offends people people get jealous because your self-esteem isn't low and I just never got that from her to be honest during my troubled relationship because I was still in one envy was like my breath of fresh air she was everything that I wanted to do like people think we're the same but we're re- we're really different we're she was promoting then so she had what was your events that you used to um, you had? Hundreds sense? of events. So the promoter was envy back in those days or whatever. You had the onyx, you had mm-hmm. conglomerates, you had every club. International, I was doing a lot at the time. Right. So. so all of that just her lively spirit, being fun, being cute, being out living her life while I'm at home with an ungrateful whole man. And I'm trying to go here in ponytail dude, y'all trying I to be a Sarah mom her hair was to her waist and she kept a ponytail in the back with it all wrapped up and i remember one day she took it down and it was and i was like
5: why are you wasting <laughs> your hair Tyler? and i
3: really was and and she really started to she don't know it but she really did start to build up my self-esteem that was taken away from from me from that toxic relationship because it was you always telling me, you're so pretty. Let your hair down. Like, you got a nice body under them sweatpants. Y'all, I got, I still got these sweatpants. sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> like 20 years later. Burn <laughs> But, like, that's really what it was for me. So, I felt like we, it was a new friendship.
5: Yeah, so, losing, and I, we connected, hmm. So, of course, it went from talking trash to mm-hmm. business, but... Deeper than that, I think it was just, like, that respect that we had. uh, because And not just because he's sitting here and just getting real talk. Like, Lewis is a real stand-up guy. Like, I do have a lot of respect for him. I never told him this, but I have, like, so much respect for him. Just how he, like, loves his wife, how he treats his family, how he takes care of everyone around him. He gets things done. So because I have respect for him, and I would like to think that he had... A mutual level of respect there. I do, I do. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, but um, and I think that because of that, like instantly once we start doing business, I was damn near day two was like. So let me tell you about this one guy. Um, this is Zinita, and broke it down and like just having that male perspective was just and 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 because I respected him, I respected his point of view. Um, and I think that, you know, that kind of opened the door and we continue to, you know, just vibe and bonded on um, Just having a really good perspective from the opposite sex.
4: I think it was cool. I mean, it was uh, Being able to have the conversation with somebody who will give you a, a like she said a, and a perspective from the opposite uh, opposite sex um, Until she complimented me, I was probably gonna say like we the same height almost <laughs> we play the same position um, in basketball also. <laughs> That was pretty cool, but <laughs> no, I think it was a uh, it was that I mean the stuff that she was doing when I met Steph, uh, and the movement that she was doing with the real talk and and everything. Excuse me, uh, all my people was involved in this stuff. So as Rachel's going to do like real talks, or you know Nadia or Drea or somebody is going to do these uh, real talks, or going to listen to real talks, or just be included in the, in a the crowd or something. And I was just listening to what they were saying about her, and I'm like, okay, she. <laughs> She's a real stand-up guy, so I was like, you uh, know what I'm saying, she cool, but then after talking to her, um, it's just real, always real unbiased, like, cool um, conversation that we can have that I know it ain't going to be a person who uh, who really going to be on BS to be a hundred, so she'll be a hundred with me uh, when I do her, I don't like it, and that's the type of people I keep around. Me. So how I
2: connected um, with, with these cats? Um so, it, like I said, I met Tyson through a chick, but um, by the time I got to Riverside, me and the chick wasn't together no more, and I was a little saucy about it, but I remember sitting and talking to Tyson in, um, in chemistry class, and you know, Tyson's supposed to be like her bro or whatever, and I'm telling him what's up, and Tyson looked at me, he was like, man, Fuck her. <laughs> All these chicks at this school, man. Fuck her. And you know what I'm saying. After that, I was like, man, you right. You know what I'm saying. And, and me and him just kind of clicked. Like from that point on, you know what I mean. Like um, he he was on the same thing as me as far as just like grinding or whatever. I got my first job with this cat at Jewel Lasco, you know what I mean? Oh and uh, I, I wasn't even going to apply for the job until he went. He was the one that actually was like, man, hey i not that Jewel. We need to go to Jewel. We need to go to Jewel. And, and you know, I went and that was my first job. And he know got cashier before me. I, was right. I did. I got bumped up before him. I took that shit serious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: still <do>. serious. <laughs> but, uh, um, so yeah, that was how me and Tyson connected. Uh, Me and Eddie, how we connected, um, like how I knew, like, man, this this dude, he don't tolerate nothing. He ain't scared to speak his piece, you know what I mean? And that's just people that I I like being around because I know they're going to be honest and genuine at at all times, you know. So um, that same day we met, like I said, we went to uh, Applebee's to watch the dunk contest. And it was this cat with us, and um, you know we was too young to drink, too. We wasn't thinking about smoking or nothing like that. But this cat was straight hyper, man. We sitting there trying to watch the duck contest. He was keep talking to Eddie, and Eddie like, "Look, motherfucker, I'm trying to watch the <laughs> duck contest, man. Shut your ass up." And you don't, that motherfucker shut up And I (laughs) sat there like, damn (laughs) I
0: sat
2: there there like, damn, you know what I mean Like, dude, don't play And, you know, I I just respected him from that point You know what I mean But, like you say, when we relinked or whatever um, Because of that time, because of that one good day that we had Like, it was all love And it, it stayed that way going forward, you know
0: but with Marcus, it was. I remember coming to his house uh, like a couple of days later after seeing him at Piggy Save, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if I stated, but you know, we started smoking weed. You know, I don't remember. I was always a little pothead, you know, growing up. You know, so I'll be honest. You know, no shame in my game. But uh, <laughs> I brought some over, and we we was always. Just chop it up. And uh, I re- he was real similar to me at that point. You know, just laid back as hell. Like Tyson said, music. We clicked. And he was a funny dude. He was funny as hell. Or, you know, you had that friendship. Him and I were, you ain't really had to say much. You just look at him like, well, people used to be irritated as ever at us. What the hell y'all laughing at? Don't worry about it. But, you know, uh, it was just cool like that. It's been the same thing, riding together, smoking. <laughs> out here in these streets. I don't I remember, do that shit no, no more. No, no, like we all that. grown. We, yeah. that, that was just at a you know, young point in our yeah. life. But uh, we've all matured and uh, whatnot. But I remember being in the Black Explorer, you yeah. know, always kicking it. You had 10 on the front window. No, I didn't. No. So you just made that up. Right? <laughs> but, yeah, I was out here beating. But, uh, you know since then but that's and it's still the same way just laid back as hell we cool we don't all kick it you know day and night every day but it's still there right
1: hey can I throw this in I respected them from uh I went off to the military I was in Virginia and um a little situation happened with my mom and this chick whatever whatever but I called them um like just go to my mom's house you know I can't be there go over there, and they showed up, and uh, even though we was already we was bros, it was just a matter of, like, yo, they gonna hold me down even when I'm not around, and I just always respected that, like, and so since then, like, they called me, like he said, we don't talk all the time, but you call me, I'm coming, regardless if it's something good or bad, and I'm gonna rock with you, I'm just gonna tell you about yourself afterwards, but uh, I just respected that always, like, I think that was, like, one of the, the highlights of life, too, is having people that was there to take care of my mama when I wasn't around. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah.
6: Um, I say it was her being my backbone. Um, Everybody know, well, like... I'm very transparent when it comes to my upbringing like I tell you my my struggles you know they made me who I am today a great woman but like she was there that was my backbone that was my where I was only 22 when I had It was oh you still gonna live your life here this baby could come home with me like we got this like even like the days where um Brio dad wasn't there. Well, he was absent, you know. Or we we had our little tough times before my marriage happened. It was like Eb was there, like Eb was there, and then Eb ended up staying with me. Like we ended up moving in together, and it was just she was always there. Like um, she comes from a solid home. Like she comes from. A mom with a grandma you know things that i didn't really have like i didn't have that so it was always i was always there with her or with her family um and they treated me as if that i was their own like with most of my friends that's usually how it goes but with Ed's family it was more of a you know like uh it was a hands-on experience like with with my kids like where a grandma would be like oh yeah i'm taking Brielle to church on sunday have her ready by seven you know like I had to have my baby ready by seven to go to church with Granny. Like that's just how it was like we had and I think that's when our bond bond grew close. I would say the friendship actually click click
3: just going back to Brielle. Like we had been hanging out you know granted I ended up leaving Milwaukee in 2011 to go to school and Ed was still here you know hanging out just really we were both adjusting to being adults but just kind of like she was in the Midwest I was on the East Coast so whenever I would come home especially for the summertime I would just always be there and I got to see Eve in a different light and I think that's where a lot of my respect for her grew because since 07 so from 07 to 14 I knew her story I knew her struggle her upbringing you know the details of her childhood but I had never really gotten the luxury of seeing it Like, how strong she is being played out in action. So, when I saw how phenomenal of a mother she was, when I saw her still working at the bank, having her own place, driving this nice car, and still, you know, being humble, it just really made it clear for me, like, yeah, this is my nigga. Like, I got a lot to learn from her, and I feel like she's good company, you know? So, I would say, probably 2014 is when it really clicked, when it solidified that, Oh, we ain't going nowhere. We in this till the wheels fall off. And if they do, we just gonna be on foot. I don't think I ever dwelled on it like that. I never had an aha moment that this was more than just like a kick in a situation. I think I knew instantly from the
6: things that we shared with each other.
3: You know, so you don't tell everybody like, I hate it at home. My dude ain't nothing. You know, like I'm a single parent. My, my daughter's dad had had a baby on me just months prior to me having a baby. That's not stuff you share with you know just other random you know pretty girls so i think in the beginning we were just 100 percent honest with each other to say like i know this is what you see or i know you know this is what's going on but this is also me this is another part of me and being able to be vulnerable with someone was it was that wasn't judging it, you. Yeah, there wasn't that wasn't judging you. Like, that was huge. Because at the time, with me becoming into the whole social media person and everything, everybody had this, you know, thing. They see you on the internet. They ex- assume that, you know, whatever they see is what they get. And they have no idea what you're dealing with at home, what you're dealing with as a parent, and so forth. So I think it was the honest, immediate energy that she and I shared. It was like, yep, nope, she my friend. Well, oh, it is what it is. And I never dwelled, like, I never thought about it. I never dwelled on it like, oh, my God, she's going to be my friend forever. It just evolved to being my friend forever. <laughs> um, three, Okay, but in a tough story when I knew, like, oh, my God, I love this girl because I wanted to kill some people behind you with your rain situation. Mm. And you called me, and we hadn't even been friends, friends that, that long. long. And we hadn't. And then, yeah, no. like So I had got jumped at a nightclub by some girls I did not know, like, had never seen a day before in my life. And this nightclub had, like, a catwalk. And, you know, I'm the stuff, right? So I'm on the catwalk, and I'm, but eh, eh, my purse is on the floor. And a girl walks past me, and she picks up my purse and throws it over the balcony. And under us were some bartenders, so everybody turns around, and they're looking up. And I'm like, why they looking up so crazy? Wait, because was that my purse? And it was, like, six girls and we had a total of one fight inside a fight in the parking lot a fight at the gas station three fights and these girls beat me to like I was I was unconscious like when I got Mm -hmm. to the hospital I had no idea what was going on whatever and I was with my other friend at the time and it was just two of us and these girls I mean y'all they beat us to a pulp and I remember telling her and she you and your mama Ooh. So we needed to go pick your car up and your mama called me. I cried so hard that like I was, I was living that. like I, was I was found them and killed them for her. And it hadn't even been that longevity. Because even though she was in the party scene, I wasn't for I years know. though. For years. years. I hadn't went out with her. I hadn't went to none of her events or none of that. Because it was frowned upon from my kid's dad to like be out in that scene, kind of a thing, or whatever. So I didn't go to any of her events. But yeah, but that night, like that day, her mom called. No, just Just know she was ugly, and it (laughs) hurt my feelings. (laughs) I was sorry. I remember my baby asking me.
6: Because my
3: eyes were black Like my mom had to take off from work Do FMLA just to walk me back and forth To the bathroom y'all And they were showing me these girls pictures later And I'm like I've never seen them a day in my life So yeah like it just It grew It, it grew on us Or whatever and yeah so Just being vulnerable with each other Kind of like she said She, Yeah that's what i it, great and it's feeling this great girl the magic
4: Happening, happening, it's happening. Relationship
3: Goals, the podcast, is a Full Circle Television production. Relationship Goals, the podcast, was recorded in Everyday Media Studios in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our audio engineer is Deutch, and our executive producers are Marcus and Kayla Lewis-Allen. Don't forget, if you're only listening to the podcast, there's so much more to see on FullCircleTelevision.com. Log on to experience Relationship Goals the Series in a whole new way. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Full Circle Television. Peace, y'all.